0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Earth Bodies podcast. I'm Katie and I'm Meg and we are two of the founding members of Earth Bodies. If this is your first time here it's great to meet you. We are a group of five female artists based in Bristol who are passionate about demystifying the art world and initiating new conversations based on our own experiences. If you've tuned in before welcome back. Thanks so much for being here. Today is the second part of our series discussing
1: sustainability in the art world and in a wider society. If you check out episode 4, you can find part 1 where we talked about how the art world isn't environmentally sustainable, discussing topics such as greenwashing and harmful art materials. This episode will focus on systemic problems in the art world, considering social, economic and cultural factors. Our guest this week is another founding member of Earth Bodies. Hi, I'm Tasha and you can find me on Instagram. My name is
2: at underscore s-w-e-e-e-t dot art.
1: Before we start, I think it's worth mentioning that we are a collective of young, white, female artists from the UK and we are not comparing our struggles to those who are systemically at a disadvantage. That being said, we didn't feel comfortable producing a series where these topics weren't touched upon.
0: So, let's get into
1: the episode.
0: So, like, what are the problems within... Oh, I'm going to start again. <laughs> What is wrong with gallery spaces and the way they're currently run and the institutions behind them? Why are they problematic? Well, mostly how they get the
1: art, how they source the art, what art they show, who produces the art, um, who feels they are welcome in those spaces. It's not an isolated incident. These are from years and years of exclusion and inclusion of various different groups. Mm. So a lot of the things with museums, it's stealing things from other cultures or Mm -hmm. with art it's giving voices to um, artists who are already acclaimed or of a particular race which Mm -hmm. is already reaping the benefits of the race so therefore their art gets a more platform and is separated from their race as opposed to a black person's art people then decide it is about being black as opposed to standing for itself without race Mm -hmm. being involved this is obviously quite linked to class factors as well in terms of who gets to see the art and who feels welcome yeah, I think um,
2: especially art institutions that are in the White Cube, I also think it's important to define White Cube. It's, a, it's just a metaphorical kind of sense for where contemporary art is uh, in general and where you can view it, be that a gallery space or whatever means. Um, but yeah, so things like big kind of gallery spaces and institutions, they are very systematically quite exclusive obviously first of all because of costs they are very expensive and also um, exposure to these places it only really kind of happens to be very middle-class white kind of audiences that end up going to exhibitions and things like that mostly I think probably because they feel people from different ethnic backgrounds and different social classes probably don't feel that welcome in atmospheres like that because they are quite elitist and kind of specific in their
1: who they're targeting really and a lot of the art that is sourced is it's not uncommon for our collectors or gallery owners to go round to um universities and like Mm. find art that they find there and like either so he does actually do this and he hoards the art and on the off chance that the artists do actually make it and then mm-hmm. he's obviously he owns their art if they do make it then that is worth hundreds of millions worth of pounds if they don't mm-hmm. then he's just bought loads of art that's never going to be seen um and then that begs the question who actually goes to these universities and who's yeah. actually able to access the art education which in previous episodes we have spoken about like who gets access to the education and it's not the only way to go about it Mm. but then this does feed into again the class system of who gets to go to university anyway let alone to study art and then this is like a knock-on effect a domino effect of who gets their art shown in galleries and earns the money from it without Mm. being used as a token representative for that minority group as well yeah
0: when people want to cover important topics in exhibitions, why are they choosing to show it in a gallery space? It can be very hypocritical. Mm. Like if you want to talk about ecology or like a and yet some of these big artists are yeah t- talking about these topics or like sustainability. A, like a crisis of it and yeah it's just still showing it in the same place with the same people seeing it mm. it's like what are you actually trying to achieve or you're just trying to tick the box that, yeah. yeah you've I been think, good
2: yeah I think the question of it becoming more of a facade like a kind of outside image rather than it actually tackling the like social injustices and environmental um, issues and things it becomes more of a business ploy and something that big corporations and institutions feel like they have to approach, especially because of, you know, the way that society has kind of developed and it being social equity and like um, equality has become a very prominent thing in society that a lot of people are waking up to. And I think a lot of corporations are very aware that if they don't become very kind of if they don't address that in themselves they will be caught up on it but it's more doing it in a way that benefits their business rather yeah. than it becoming something that actually something that can uh, structure social change
1: so like yeah and I think it's worth mentioning as well that the word institution <laughs> is something that perhaps is quite not a contemporary word in art context but a in the present day like capitalist context, yeah. The fact that an art is attached to a business, an art mm-hmm. is attached to an institution as opposed to just being an organization that shows yeah. art. It's yeah. The fact that it is run on the business model with profit yeah. as its motivator. Yeah. And at the end of the day, do they want people to see the art or do they just want the footfall that will get the money? And yeah. if they get money yeah. they can purchase more art. Like I don't know the statistics, but how much art is like again kept behind closed doors, like by collectors and oh yeah. Is it this mm. the etiquette of having your art shown in a gallery that you don't care necessarily who sees it, but for your CV it would look good. So you don't want people to see about your ecology research and mm. collaborations with maybe researchers and development. You just want for your own peace of mind. You don't care whether or not the message will be affecting people who aren't trained in art. You want specifically critics to come and look at it. You want yeah. people who know the language, who know the discourse surrounding art, and you don't care much about reaching out to people who have never experienced art let alone art that is meant to be potentially activist or yeah, something exactly yeah. and to have those of like, an activism and institution it's almost you do have to choose one when it comes to gallery spaces like can you be activist art and making change whilst also being displayed in the tape can you actually mm-hmm. is it not like you said to be um, hypocritical to have people like showing yeah. things yeah. if it's in a white cube space or would you have to be in there uninvited to make a point
2: about yeah. Things. yeah, yeah. Well
1: I think the um,
2: hypocrisy surrounding big kind of institutions in the arts industry is something that's very prominent like the whole kind of controversy surrounding the Tate and their sponsorship by BP for what like 20 plus years that only got cut off around 2017 it's actually quite incredible the fact that the Tate being one of the leading kind of arts institutions in the UK and renowned worldwide and it Mm -hmm. should be at the time it was meant to be spearheading the kind of movement for arts institutions to enter a more sustainable like practice but at the same time getting funding of well the the numbers weren't actually like disclosed and I think that was also um cause of quite a bit of protest
1: because of the like lack of transparency around that but they count on people wanting to go in for free as well and that's yeah. the thing. like if it's people for like obviously the buzzword accessibility like to actually feel like you can go to see art potentially you don't want to spend money on an exhibition if you don't know whether you're going to like it or if it's for you and in terms of the access that people of lower classes or less lower Mm -hmm. income have to art it's a famous it's a famous art museum you're obviously going to know about it and you know that it's free so you may not potentially be researching where its funding comes into it and you also may think well where else can I see these masterpieces like yeah yeah Yeah. like you think well I haven't got much money I'm in London for the day I know of the tape I know I can see some like good art but then that begs the question is it good or is it just famous that is how people then feel like they are welcomed into the space because it's free because it's famous art pieces but Mm. you don't have to question is this art like ethically made is this gallery yeah funded you just think, well it's free and it's a
0: day out yeah and that is what they can capitalize on as well yeah um, which is quite toxic (laughs) like yeah finding that balance between whose responsibility is it is like anything like sustainable like in your own art practice it's your responsibility to choose materials but mm. it's to some extent but yeah. or like you know getting like sustainably like sourced food But how much of that responsibility is down to, like, how hard should it be? Like, you can't go to extreme extents to, like, trying to make something. Mm. Like, when it's like, maybe it's just not possible right now. Mm. And not, you can't feel guilty about being, like, this isn't my problem, really. Mm. The system needs to change. Like, you can do activism and stuff, but it's like, where does the responsibility lie? Yeah. (laughs) And especially within terms of the content that
1: this hate displays. I know recently that's been a bit of a... Um, uproar criticism of the fact that they are still displaying colonial pieces mm-hmm. um, showing people who are white and wealthy surrounded by extremely dark um, people, almost invisible, you can't always see the people, like the slaves mm-hmm. that they're like, painting, you have to search for them on the painting
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, always lower down the white people always like Acting as slaves, almost like there's the, yeah. the, the literal visual hierarchy. Yeah, like yeah. These people. <laughs> the, the pyramid yeah, is yeah. And they're still displaying them. Um, they currently have over 500 pieces of art that are related to British colonialism, and they consist of portraits, propaganda, and photographs. So, as well, linking onto a propaganda point, which I'll make soon if you don't know what you're looking for if it is just displayed in a gallery and you don't know much about it or you haven't been given the tools to critically engage with yeah, art like for mm, example we may have been given, definitely yeah. you may not see the difference between propaganda and art and you may mm. see it all as well the tapes presenting it so it's worth looking at it's good there's no separating the tape as like the art world as much as it can be seen to be separate from the rest and some kind of elite like specialist mm. like we are part of our own it does still operate as a business it still operates as mm-hmm. a company as an, as an institution which does recruit people which does give people livelihoods and fuel passion and things like it's just as potentially like less people do go into the arts than maybe stem subjects that doesn't mean to say that it's separate from all the other ethical issues that do surround yeah like investment.
0: And I think that also then begs the question when you decide you want to go into something creative, you want to study fine art. It's like there's kind of two routes, like there's barely a route as it is to go, oh, you want to make money for art from art. But then going, yeah, I want to try and get into this like contemporary art gallery spaces. Or it's like, oh, no, I'm against this. I want to go more into like community arts or like mm. activist art. But mm. like. That can have like no money in it at all. Yeah, I think it's finding a balance. Yeah,
2: or no, I just think it's a really kind of unstable area to go into, and because of that, it is only really approached by people that have the kind of financial and familiar security behind them to be able to do that without it being a risk for their whole livelihood. Really, Mm -hmm. and I think that in itself is very exclusive and something that needs to change because the whole premise of arts and culture is for it to be something that is open to anybody no matter their background and social class and whatever it's like it should be a platform for everybody to use
1: no but even like we said before we're very lucky to study art at uni as it's not classes like um maybe in the mainstream or like not that's not our opinion, but it's not a difficult degree to do. It's not a worthwhile like. What jobs are you going to get? You can't walk into this managerial role, for example. Mm. Like we're very lucky that we haven't had to consider so strongly, like yeah. the definite job we're going to walk into yeah. afterwards. It has been a choice, and we know yeah. that we'll be able to find something or opportunities yeah. to be granted to yeah. us. Like. We've been lucky enough that these haven't been issues.
0: I do have to support my family when I leave uni so I don't get the luxury of doing exactly what I want. Maybe it would be good to talk about maybe some examples of people, organisations who are making some changes Mm -hmm. or doing steps forward Mm -hmm. that we have engaged with or interested Mm in. Well,
2: I think Bristol in itself is a really kind of vibrant community arts hub I've been in contact with quite a few organizations and things around Bristol that have been really really beneficial like I know Norwest Media Centre has got Mm -hmm. loads of different things going on it's not just a really good example of a community arts project that is very open and welcoming to loads of different different groups in, in Bristol but also they have quite a heavy emphasis on sustainability in arts mm-hmm. and I know I think they've got like a project going on called Julie's Bicycle which is like a London-based charity that really like emphasises and kind of draws emphasis on sustainability in arts and like really encourages different community groups to get involved in arts in a sustainable way I'm not 100% sure what they do I'd like to learn more about that but yeah yeah, they've got loads of interesting things going on Rising Arts Mm -hmm. which is connected to our university is really really good for like encouraging a platform in arts and culture for like BAME artists and they do it in a really, really inclusive, like welcoming way, and I think they've got layers of different things going on. And they had here, all the
0: billboards they? come up recently, yeah. though, all around the city. Yeah, they've mm. got um, a studio, but like we have studios at Spike Island, which is an art institution in Bristol, and they have a studio in the space upstairs. There's lots of different arts organisations mm. that rent spaces up mm. there or provide spaces. Yeah, there.
2: Mm. I think they have like different opportunities for like artist residencies mm-hmm. and different projects going on for up and coming artists that don't come from institutions like university which I think is really important especially for including artists from different ethnic and social backgrounds because not coming from a position where you have got a degree in arts it can be quite hard to get into your kind of foot on the ladder really and And, like like yeah exactly and I think it's really important to have organizations and things that really kind of encourage you and kind of help I think they have quite a few mentoring schemes and things like that which is really Mm -hmm. important to kind of get yourself out there really and like not be intimidated by the whole kind of
0: like massive corporation style yeah just, just like th- actually having confidence in yourself as an artist and being like you know, know like you know we are here to listen to your voice and yeah. get that platform
2: all of these big corporations they know what they're doing and they they know how to manipulate information and kind of give out an image that is what they want it to be while still maintaining a certain kind of image for
1: themselves so that Mm. it's not a complete scandal. Yeah, definitely. And I know that in one of the essays I've written, I found a quote about um, advertising. And it says, the advertiser is hoping that we will compute his message with an opinion we might Mm. otherwise respect. Yeah. And it's the message has to be in favour of what somebody already believes, but heighten it or mm. completely like prove your already existing opinion mm. right and but mm. like, give you maybe new aspects of it. So even if the BBC is not producing this documentary as necessarily an advert, it may be saying, well what do you already do you know about art? How can we push this even further on you so it's mm. maybe one opinion rather than balanced. Or yeah. is it propaganda because it's declining people informational things? Because if you are saying that the value of art is purely monetary. What about people who don't have any money or like aren't making any money? Are you saying to all these people that their art is
0: not valuable, yeah. it's not worth anything? So what are the problems in art education in the UK that make yeah. it unsustainable and can make it a bit exclusive? I think the
1: idea that art has to be shown in a gallery setting, mm-hmm. which is spoken about recently. Art education, I can only speak for what I've experienced, which is you know, the last two or three years. Um, it perhaps was more adventurous or rejecting of, sort of the system mm. whereas now for example if maybe you didn't want to show your work in the gallery at the, or the exhibition at the end of the year that's challenging mm. yeah. the idea of what art is and where yeah. it can be shown would it be fair to you could say to the uni I don't want to put my work in the final show I'm not yeah. doing it I can here. see it in this community project that I'm doing yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> is that re- that's very rejecting what they want you to do that's the thing I mean but yeah it's I'll get marked for it yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. What yeah yeah
2: as someone that does do a lot of community projects I have encountered quite a bit of not rejection but not exactly stimulation from tutors and so on when I've been like so I've been doing a lot of projects outside of uni that are kind of surrounding this community aspect and they're like but why aren't you showing it in an exhibition space and I'm like but that's exactly the point that I'm making it do- it's yeah. not relevant in this space and it shouldn't have to be and it I think the it's
0: space relevant anymore
2: exactly and it's a very one-track narrative like the whole kind of history of art that we're taught
0: I think as well just the way our education is structured like we were saying before we don't have art history lessons in our university degree and I know some degrees do do that but I think in the UK not that much and it wouldn't Mm. be much harm to just have an hour a week to understand like the context yeah but even when I did do art history like at A level it's just uh, the white often male western narrative of art like that's all you get to see and it's so for that to be like, these are the movements that have happened over the course of time, as if it's the Bible of art. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, it's so misleading
2: to kind of make you, and it's not even an assumption as an art student. It's like, just talking to a lot of my friends that don't do art, that is their only experience with art as well. It's like, they only think of art as it being, you know, like, bang off. Mm-hmm. And... Picasso and all of these like western kind of elitist artists they don't know anything at all about loads of different kind of ethnic art movements that are going on outside of Europe all that ethnic
1: art movements or just non-white art movements that influence white art movements yeah exactly artists that are Using these techniques or these stuff yeah. or materials that are yeah. actually either harming other cultures or stolen directly B- completely yeah. appropriating yeah. them Use without any value without exactly any. and it's yeah. also I think worth mentioning like in terms of like gender inequality the Guerrilla Girls did a <gasps> yes piece I was going to speak about that how much art by the top female artists mm-hmm. if you bought one painting from like I think it was Tracy Emin Louise Bourgeois mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Barbara Hepworth all like the top by names of female artists for the price of one of the best-selling male artists you could buy one of all these top females it's disgusting. Yeah. and it just kind of heightens the yeah. reality of yeah like, yeah but then again all the famous yeah. ones are white as well which is yeah like, and I think they did a piece
2: also showing like in all the different kind of high-end arts institutions how many female and how many BAME artists actually are showing their work compared to white males and the statistics were actually
0: really shocking
2: but it's not even that they're shocking that's the worst part it's completely unsurprising but
0: they have those works on the tape now yeah
2: like demonstrations and protest movements where it's actually being the arts being shown and being produced in a space where it's not a very secluded exclusive audience it's like putting it out into the world and making sure that people of whatever
0: background see it yeah, like sometimes you have to make use of that space so that people who are going to be there, like yeah. in a big galley institution, yeah. are going to see it. But then maybe it's like, is it the fault of those institutions now to go, yeah, here's our token, the greater girls did mm-hmm. this. But it's like, OK, so you're still showing this piece they did 20, 30 mm-hmm. years ago. But what, are you, how are you taking this forward? What is this actually making? Yeah, how are you acting on it um, yeah, after that? Continuously, yeah. especially without people,
1: without Displaying work by women and having it as like a women artists room rather yeah. than maybe displaying it by mm-hmm. the years it was produced as opposed to like all art is by men unless marked as other unless defined mm. as women mm-hmm. art or mm. um, LGBTQ plus art or yeah. um, European art or yeah. African art. Like why is it that African art has to be labeled African art but white male artists' art is just, it's just art. art exactly? and, like, yeah. and all the rooms at the Tate are divided up all these different things, and I think mm. it's like it's their responsibility, like. It may be the shock factor Mm. of looking at this piece by the Gorilla Girls and going, wow, that's really unfair. Mm. But what is one visitor to the Tate, the stand visitor, what are they going to do about it? They can Mm. only look at it or perhaps boycott it. Mm. But the Tate is up to the Tate or these other galleries to 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 actually put weight behind it because they do have the,
2: the means to actually make big kind of changes and it's just actually doing it.
1: Yeah, and all the figures around surrounding how much like I know when people talk about how um art isn't worth getting into, they'll throw the figure around of how much the art industry's worth and it's like, okay, mm. well it's worth a lot. The art's are obviously worth things we didn't need this figure to tell us this, but where is actually where actually is that money distributed within the art yeah. industry? Is
2: yeah. it just
0: gonna
1: be hoarded by
2: the Is top it just recycled people? back into the yeah. same two percent right at the top of the pyramid?
1: Or is, or it, or is it being it it actually? down to young
0: creatives? There are you know, there are things changing, we can see more like more schemes are happening, but is that just like, you know, the bubble we're in that we're mm, saying, especially yeah. in Bristol, where things like, you know, generally there are a bit like lots of organisations doing good things. But overall, like how much does that all weigh? Thanks
1: so much for tuning in this week. And I hope we've given you some new things to think about and to consider. As we said before, this isn't an exhaustive list of issues and nor does it cover everything that needs to be said. And we've listed a few people and resources throughout the podcast. We've mentioned them, but we're also going to be listing them in the description as well. Are more educated and experienced in these topics. Their voices need to be heard a lot more than ours, and we think it's really vital that we do pass the or we do point you in that direction, as we said. Um, our Instagram highlights also have some examples of books and reading that we've done that would be good to check out if you're interested too, which is at Earth Bodies
0: Collective. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be great if you could subscribe and you can also stay up to date on our social media. Next episode, we'll be talking about our experiences of art education, focusing on the Art Foundation with Diploma. This is a one-year course that is often used as a stepping stone between college and university, or as an access course into the arts if you haven't had any prior experience. Um, See you next time!